And what was what's happening? That's Bean Dip. He's more famous than me. Fucker. Yeah, do you not realize how stupid you really sound? Like, I get what you're trying to do. I do. I can see through all the bullshit. It was just prancing across the fucking road. And to be honest with you guys, it, it kind of freaked me the hell out there for a minute because I'm like, not only is this deer acting fucking weird. <laughs> Have you ever had spicy barbecue sauce in a bow? No. <laughs> and if they crawl out of there with legs and arms, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, be like, Yay, come to me and trying to fight me. Bar none is the single greatest way to ever get fired. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, our fellow thoughts, our guys, gals, and our non-binary pals. Today is a new episode of Cryptid Bros. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, our fellow thoughts, our guys, gals, and our non-binary pals. It's your boy, Pete. I know I haven't done this one in a while solo because Billy is working and being a loser and doesn't want to be on here. So that's whatever. That's on him. I don't care. He can kick rocks barefoot for all I care right now. But I haven't done this in a while with you guys. Um, I know I used to do this all the time before I met Billy, obviously. And, well, I knew Billy way before the podcast, but decided to bring him on, I should say. Um, and I just want to do something with you guys. I just want to do a little one-on-one. I mean, that shouldn't be too bad. I know probably a lot of people didn't hear Billy's <laughs> laugh, so they clicked off. That's on you. That's whatever. If you're still here, then kudos to you. You guys are the real ones. And... I just wanted to get on a website and talk about some cryptids with you guys and talk a little bit of this and that with you guys. Um, I went ahead and recorded this once before. It sounded really bad, so I'm doing it again so you guys get the better and more energized me because yesterday I was dealing with freaking allergies and I was taking a nap between three to five in bed by nine didn't wake up till eight this morning so uh yeah so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go on this website and this website is cryptid with a z dot random dot or fandom dot com which is like a wiki for cryptid zoologies and there's a lot of stuff in here and I just want to talk about a few things. Um, we can talk about random ones. We can talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, but you got like cryptids and it's, it's categorized where, you know, humanoids, plants, dragons, all this stuff. Then you got non-cryptids, which is like former ones that were proven to be real. Um, so we're going to go, we're going to randomly pick one. Let's see here. What is this one? This one sounds weird. Uh... Bear with me, there might be random times of quiet as I go through this. What the hell is a Cyclops shark?
was discovered in 2011. The Cyclops shark was discovered by fisherman Enrique Lucero Leon and was instantly regarded as a cryptid and a hoax. Oh, I remember this. Okay. Yeah, it's the one-eyed-looking shark thingy. Yeah. And, yeah, everybody thought it was a hoax. And... However, when Enrique brought the specimen to National Geographic scientists, it was discovered that although the shark was not some unique species, it was an extremely rare and fascinating case of a shark featuring a defect called Cyclopea. Oh, okay, so that one was actually a real one-eyed shark. That's pretty cool. So the, it's not an actual species, it's just a shark. Oh, oh, oh. This thing is weird looking. <laughs> I know you guys can't see it. It's hard to see things when you're listening. But like I said, go to cryptids with a Z dot fandom dot com and you can see everything. I'll put a link in the description below and you guys can go and look at all these cool things. I'm, I'm looking at what's a golden spruce. Oh, it's just a tree. Why is that under cryptozoology? That's weird. Okay, whatever. Uh, 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 there's a turtle. The Hohen Kiem turtle. It was formerly a cryptid soft-shell turtle that lived in the Hohen Kiem Lake in Vietnam. The turtle was an important figure in the Vietnam mythology, leaving many to once believe it was a pure cryptozoological animal. Its existence was proven and caught on camera on March 24, 1998. I, I was six years old then. According to the Vietnamese legend, Emperor Li Lai Lai, along with his magic sword, Heaven's Will, was boating on the lake when a golden turtle god named Kim Kui surfaced from the water. Kim Kui asked for the sword which had been lit, lended to by him by the Dragon King Long... I can't say that word. The turtle concluded that the Dragon King was Kim Kui's master who came to collect the sword. He gave the sword to the turtle who ascended back into the water along with the sword. To commemorate this event, renamed the lake Luk Thoi, meaning green water, to Hao Kim, Lake of the Returned Sword. Near the center of the lake is a tower known as Turtle Tower, which is also linked to the legend. Huh. Oh, he's massive. He's about six foot tall. That's cool. Hmm. So yeah, you guys can, like I said, you guys can get on here and look and see all these things. The mountain gorilla. Yeah, that's a well-known one. The gorilla was for centuries known as a myth until it was found. And now there's, you know, a bunch of them, especially in zoos, which is wrong. Uh, platypus. The platypus, yeah, it was a former cryptid thought to be known as sewn together as a hoax. The platypus was once considered encrypted because it has characteristics of a reptile, a mammal, and a bird. Platypuses were first discovered by Europeans in 1798. When, when British scientists were given the first specimen, they tried to remove the duckbill, thinking it was fake and sewn together by a Chinese tax taxonomist. Is that what they're called? Okay. The same platypus now resides in a British museum, and the scissor marks are still visible on the bill. Oh, that's sad. Poor thing. Poor baby. It is one of the few egg-laying mammals and is a member of the order of Monotremata. 
Its habitat is on the eastern side of Australia, and until the early 20th century, it was hunted for its fur. Why? They're little bitty. It is now protect, protected all over Tablet. Thank God. The platypus is the animal... The platypus is the animal emblem of the state of New South Wales and is on the reverse of its 20-cent coin. It uses its tail for the storage of fat reserves, a trait similar to the fat-tailed sheep and Tasmanian devil. Visitors to the Lone Pine Koala Sanctuary can watch two platypuses up close and observe the animal's natural behavior. That is so cool. In the Entertainment in the kids' cartoon Phineas the Ferb, the brothers have a pet platypus named Perry. Yeah, Perry the platypus. In Rooster Teeth series Camp Camp, a platypus is deemed as a mascot of Camp Camp. In the com comedy comic series Sequential Art, a platypus named Leonard is one of the many characters featured in the series. Platypuses are just cute. They're just cute, and I love them, and I want to pet one. Uh, let's see, cryptids, Ooh. hoax, let's go to hoaxes, what, let's see some hoaxes, the spaghetti tree, the hell's the spaghetti tree was a hoax shown on a fake television broadcast showing a family in southern Switzerland harvesting spaghetti from their family's spaghetti tree, what? Oh, okay. At the time, spaghetti was relatively little known in the UK so that many Britons were unaware that spaghetti is made from wheat flour and water. A number of viewers afterward contacted the BBC for advice on growing their own spaghetti trees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is so great. The tree was a three-minute hoax report broadcast on April Fool's Day, 1957, by the BBC current affairs program Panorama. Holy shit, they actually convinced people that spaghetti came from trees. That is, the Britons are funny people. They're funny people, that's all I want to say. They're funny people. The fur-bearing trout, also known as beaver trout, possesses thick coats of fur or hair that help keep it warm in the northern <laughs> what according to legend the fur bearing trout was first encountered by Europeans when Scottish sailors immigrated to Canada during the 17th century one sailor wrote home remarking about the abundance of furred animals and fish in the new land asked to provide more information about the furried fish he do he duly sent home a specimen fur bearing trouts mounted on as trophies can be found hanging on walls throughout the Great Lakes region of the North America. Oh, so this is like some people take uh, deer butts and they taxidermy and put teeth and eyeballs on it and say it's like a monster that they killed. Yeah, yeah. I've seen one of those in Florida. Those are pretty cool. I don't remember what they're called, though. Uh, I wonder if this has it on there. Let's see. No, I can't find it. Dang, they don't have one. Trying to find 
something that looks similar to that, but it's not. Huh. Oh, well. Whichever. Let's go to cryptids. Let's go to a random cryptid. The Let's go to... Um, here we go. The Bunyip, also known as the Kian Patre, Prate, Prati, Kian Prati, we'll just say the Bunyip, is a creature from the Aboriginal mythology in southeastern Australia. It is said to live in swamps, billabongs, creeks, riverbeds, and waterholes. The word Bunyip tra translates to devil or evil spirit from the Wimba Wimba language. Um, the history of it is one of the earliest accounts of the Bunyip occurred in 1818 when explorers James Mahan and Hamilton Hume discovered large bones in Lake Bathurst. Son of a bitch just moved around. Uh, Bathurst in South, New South Wales. They did not call the creature the Bunyip, but described the remains as similar to a manatee or hippopotamus. In the early 1830s, fossilized bones were discovered by George Rankin that later by Tom Mitchell in the Wellington Caves in New South Wales. British anatomist Sir Richard Owen identified the fossils as the marsupials Diprotodon and Nodotherium. On July 1845, the Geelong Advertiser described the Bunyip in great detail. It was also first the first recorded use of the term Bunyip. So what is the bunyip? Okay. One legend says that a man named Bunyip broke the rainbow serpent's greatest law by eating his totem animal. Banished by the spirit Bayami, the man becomes the evil spirit that lured, lured tribesmen and their livestock into the water so he could eat them. <clears throat> so the bunyip's like a like a hippo with teeth, pretty much. Like sharp teeth. More like anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a hippo. But with teeth. Sharp teeth. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. Okay, so... Uh, so the bunyip... Let's see. Bunyip was a titan featured in Godzilla's... Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, cool. The Bunyip appears as a docile creature in Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, an Australian horror movie titled Bunyip is about a group of city folk who decide to hike in the Australian wilderness but end up getting lost and had to survive against the legendary creature. I have to go find that. That sounds interesting. The bunyip could be the misidentification of a known species with suggestions such as a leopard or an elephant, seals, cassowaries, and Australian bitterns. It is also believed that bunyip could be surviving, be a surviving diprotodon or other extinct Australian marsupials. Oh, okay. So it could be a real animal just... Lost in time. Okay. Neato, neato. Let's go to another one. Uh, let's find one that's not so popular. Dragons. 
the Loch Ness Monsters under dragons? Huh. Quetzalcoatl. The Quetzalcoatl is a god from Mesoamerican culture. Yeah. Was a deity of the post-classic Kichimeya. I can't pronounce his name. Kukwakomats was the feathered serpent di di divinity of the Popol the who created human humanity together with the god Tepu. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. Trying to find the name translate from the Quetzal serpent, although is often rendered less accurately as feathered serpent. The name derives from the Kichi word Kukul, referring to the resplendent Quetzal. I can't I can't pronounce half these words. I am sorry if I'm butchering this. A male represent Quetzal boasts iridescent blue green blue green tail feathers measuring to one meter, so three point three feet long, that was prized by the Maya elite. The blue green feathers symbolize vegetation of the in the sky, both symbols of life for the ancient Maya. While the bright red Feathers of the bird's chest symbolize fire. Together, the combination gave a profound religious symbolism to the bird. The snake was a Maya symbol of rebirth due to its habit of shedding its skin and reveal a fresher one underneath. Thus, combine the celestial characteristics of the Quetzal with the serpentine underworld powers of the snake, giving him power over all levels of the Maya universe. These characteristics also indicated a sexual duality between the masculine feathered serpent aspect and his feminine association with water and wind. So, in all fairness, he is a deity of everything in the Mayan religion. Okay. Quetzalcoatl has been seen in a distant amount of cinema, including 1982 horror movie Q, the Winged Serpent, in which Quetzalcoatl takes more of a dragon-like appearance rather than its original snake-like look. In the Animal Planet horror series Lost Tape, a police unit investigates a series of ritualistic murders by a religious cult who sacrificed to Quetzalcoatl, which later on ironically get killed by the god himself. In 2016 anime series Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Quetzalcoatl, nicknamed Luca, makes an appearance as one of the main characters of the series. I need to watch that one. That one's actually pretty good anime from what I've heard. In the 2019 film Godzilla of King of the Monsters, Quetzalcoatl's name appeared on the monitors after King Ghidorah. Yeah, I remember that. Quetzalcoatlus, the largest known species of pterosaur and the largest organism ever to take flight, is also named in the honor of the god. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I've heard of Quetzalcoatl a lot. Um, he's pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. I think there was another movie where people... I think. Uh, I think I'm thinking of something else. Uh, let's see. What's next? <sighs> my my wind is not doing good in my body today. With all that freaking blow my nose and all that. Mm, let's do Rougarou. Uh Is a shape-shifting monster that lives in the swamps of Louisiana. Rougarou is actually the Michif word for werewolf. It is like a werewolf, but it can turn into a wolf form anytime. Oh, so he doesn't need a full moon. He can just do it whenever. So he's like a shapeshifter, like a skinwalker. Cajun folklore says that it stalks the swamps of Ar 
Acadania and Great Greater New Orleans. It is often used by parents to keep their children to behave. Okay. Catholics have their own version as well. They say that the Ruger is a monster that will stalk and murder Catholics that do not obey the rules of Lent. Some people say that the curse only lasts for 101 days. The curse is then transferred to the last person bitten. Huh. So you only get to be it for 101 days. That's lame. I'd love to be it forever if I got bit by one. Cow mutilations have been reported, but no body left, no blood left in the body. The aspects are very similar to the chupacabra. Some daring cryptozoologists have attempted to approach the Rougarou, but all attempts have failed. The shapeshifter can turn into a werewolf whenever it wants. It is slightly more muscular and powerful, though, because it has to cross the dense swamps. It looks a lot like a werewolf, but has some differences. Cajun lore claims that the Rougarou possesses the body of a man, but the head of a wolf or a dog with glowing red eyes. If anyone manages to look into its red glowing eyes and gets bitten by one, they would become a Rougarou themselves in a manner very akin to the typical lycanthrope. Huh. Uh, the Rougarou was also famously adapted by Louisiana artist George Rodriguez and his 1990 Blue Dog painting series. What is this? Let me click it and see. Oh, it's just a dog. That's blue. That's the Rougarou? Huh. It's just a dog sitting on a chair. And he's blue and white with yellow eyes. And a glass and a bottle of wine next to him. Huh. That don't look like a werewolf. That look like a little chihuahua. That's weird. We'll do one more. Uh... Alien Big Cats. What is this? Alien Big Cats are the ABCs and sometimes Phantom Cats are not cats from outer space. Instead, they are large cats that look something like Black Panthers, Leopards, African Lions, or Cougars. But they are seen in, Brit in Britain. They are alien in the sense they are not thought to be native. Oh. Oh, well, that's boring. Never mind. Whatever. We're going to cut it because my oxygen is not working too well. Like I said, I've been fighting this for the last two days, and it's been killing me. But I wanted to talk to you guys about a couple more things real quick. Um, please go and go to CryptoBros.com, buy some merch. Please, all the money you guys give to it goes right back to the podcast. It doesn't go in our pockets. I want to start going to conventions and have tables there and, you know, Spread the word of the podcast. That's my goal. The next goal. Um, to do a couple conventions. And stuff like that. So if you guys can buy some merch. We'll save up the money. Buy some tables. Buy some cards. Buy some merch to sell there and stuff. And have fun. And of course I'll let you guys know where the conventions are. If we do do it. So you guys can come and see us. Also want to give my thoughts, prayers, and my heart out to Hawaii for the fires. I know that it sucks that Maui's burnt down, and I know a lot of people struggling, so I want to just send out my condolences to them. And if anybody can help them, please do. Um, outside of that, that's about it. This wasn't really planned. This was just a spur-of-the-moment podcast episode. 
But um, please be safe, be healthy. But above all, always believe what you see. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, guys, gals, and our non-binary pals, thank you for listening to the podcast, Cryptid Bros. While you're at it, go ahead and go over to www.cryptidbros.com. Buy yourself a t-shirt, a jacket, a sticker, anything we have. Please go buy it. It'll help support us and make us have the ability to get more equipment and better equipment for you guys and while you're at it too give us a five-star review it'd be greatly greatly appreciated send us your questions get in the discords ask if you want to be in the podcast we would love to have you but above all always believe what you see